You are listening to a Big MX Radio podcast, brought to you by Fly Racing, presented by W Wheels, X-Brand Goggles, Tech One Designs, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Transcanda Motorsports, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Westside Honda, Roy Borton Suspension Systems, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Motocross and Supercross news from around the globe. We're not experts, but we've got a microphone. Check us out on the web at www.bigmxradio.com. And now, here's your host, Brad Gebhardt. Hey guys, and welcome to the Big MX Radio Show. Uh, I'm your host, Brad Gephardt, of course, but uh, before we get going on this one, I uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on for this this particular episode. We got Nick Schmidt on, uh, and it uh, should be a great interview. Nick and I have been trying to connect over the last little while, and uh, finally ended up getting him uh, to, to nail down to do this one with me. Uh, really excited about it. Uh, if anyone has any feedback for me, uh, something you want to tell me about how things are going, uh, something you don't like about the show, things you do like about the show, feel free to email me at uh, bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. That's bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. Hopefully you know the spelling. If you don't, it's G-E-B-H-A-R-D-T. Uh, always love great feedback uh, and uh, just finding out who's listening and uh, what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. So without further ado, here's my interview with Nicholas Schmidt, the Milestone Assassin. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, W Wheels, and X-Brand Goggles. I am your host, as usual, Brad Gebhardt. And with me on the line, none other than the Riverside, California. Uh, he now resides in Riverside, California, by way of Maryville, Washington. He's the milestone assassin, Fly Racing's Nick Schmidt. How's it going, Nick? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Not too bad, man. It's a brisk minus 30 degrees Celsius uh, in up here in Canada, and uh, all that number means to you is it's bitchin' cold, uh, and it's a good thing that I'm inside talking to a motocross uh, supercross superstar, and I do have hockey on the TV next to me, but I'm going to pay most of my attention to you for the next hour. Sound good? Yeah, right on. Sounds good to me. Right on, man. It is cold up here, but uh, it's nice and warm inside. You are five years into a pro, since your pro debut at eight rounds since the beginning of this uh, Monster Energy AMA Supercross. Um, as on a like, give yourself a letter grade so far. How have things been going so far this year, as opposed to uh, years previous? Um, compared to last year, I mean, kind of off to a rough start, but it's part of the sport, so I'm just taking it what it is and getting used to the bike and i switched bike brands before i think a week before anaheim one so i noticed kind of yeah it's kind of a new deal but uh it's, everything's been working out my suspension guy my other guys been good and uh teams in behind me team gbr so like we're just getting the bikes out and kind of getting comfortable and getting more comfortable the results have showed since i think houston it was kind of turning things around so then just unfortunate little bobbles last weekend but uh Hopefully, covering Atlanta round two, I think it is in Atlanta swinging. So I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely, uh, a bit of a uh, a change of um, your your planning for this week. You you ended up having a mishap uh, with one of you, with your engine in 
in Atlanta. Had to fly back, get some stuff done, as well as uh, a doctor's appointment this afternoon. Uh, clue us in on uh, what kind of week you've had uh, flying back to California and then uh, back to uh, Georgia tonight. Yeah, no, uh, we kind of flew back. First practice, free practice, and uh, went over the Dragons back. I don't know if something rock or whatever happened. The chain broke, and the chain went through the case. And uh, we couldn't really do much. Don't have the resources to get a new motor, so we kind of just cleaned her up and little old JB welded the motor, and uh, we're on through the night program. And uh, it held up, and uh, then this week we shipped the motor back and uh, just kind of getting that bike ready and uh, hopefully the, that motor will be done for Daytona and just kind of going to bring the practice motor this weekend and hopefully everything clear sails. For sure. Letter buck with the practice motor. I'm sure it's uh, it's one that you've got plenty of hours on, especially at uh, Milestone MX. Um, let's get right into that one. Uh, you, you do log quite a few hours at uh, Milestone. I'm sure you do uh, visit a lot of the other tracks located around uh, SoCal, and of course, Milestone also, also same owner, uh, owns Paris Raceway. Um, where did you get your nickname, uh, the Milestone Assassin? Uh, it's one of the few nicknames that uh, the, the guys in the booth actually remember or get correctly. Uh, how did you end up getting that nickname, and uh, the moniker seems to have stuck? Yeah, I know, the, the Milestone Assassin stuck. I think it was, I think the first Transworld Slam was at uh, Milestone and Don Maeda over at Transworld just called me the Milestone Assassin. I think it was over the radio, like at the race, and ever since then, kind of joking around, people call me the Milestone Assassin, and it's just stuck ever since. And I guess I'm the Milestone Assassin. Awesome. That's that's cool of Don to give you that. Like I gotta say, man. Like uh, first of all, nice. One of the nicest guys I've met at the track. Uh, at, almost by accident, the two of us met a, a year ago. You you don't remember this probably, but uh, uh, I was all jacked up, broke my back at Comp Edge, and I was trying to piece together my Kawasaki, and I raked my uh, shin across my uh, foot peg. Ended up talking to you about it. Like we were kind of in passing. And uh, you're nice enough to, uh, to, to to get out of the way as I was uh, gingerly moving my bike around with a broken back. But uh, um, uh, that was about last January. But like you spend a lot of time there. You you log some some serious laps. And, and I, I one thing I took away from watching you ride there is that your comfort level uh, in around some of these factory guys that uh, maybe on on Saturday night. Uh, finish a little bit ahead of you. You're you're right on pace with them during the week. Uh, is that something that gives you a lot of confidence going forward uh, as you challenge them uh, on on weekends? Yeah, um, yeah. No, it helps on that program a lot just because obviously Milestone stepped up their uh, their Supercross track and uh, it's been really good. So a lot of top guys have been going out there, and it helps just watching them ride and picking up the lines, what they do and stuff. And I'm able to pick up on that and. Uh, try to do what they do on the track and kind of jump into them and do a moto and uh it helps out a lot and especially being a practice for a couple rounds and uh just picked up on those guys like falling like Trey Kennard for instance like last weekend I I picked up on just normal things that I wouldn't see on the track and following them and just different lines it it helps out a ton especially around with those guys so it's, it's a good track to, to learn on for sure Absolutely. Uh, who are uh, among the riders that uh, aren't, uh, they don't get super pumped about you uh, jumping in right behind them and trying to tell them to learn off these guys? Because, of course, you're all competitors and you are now, in fact, in the uh, the A group practice, which is kind of a, a coveted position because it's like, I'd say 
at, at least 80% of the guys that are in that practice end up in the main event uh, come uh, come gate drop at the end of the evening. Uh, or have you received any backlash from guys that were like, hey, get off my tail a little bit? No, actually, surprisingly not. Like, everybody's super cool. Like, obviously, everybody respects each other, obviously, in that practice. And because those guys are no joke, they've been on the sport for a while. So, uh, I, I mean, I give them all the amount of respect that they give me. So, it's awesome to go out there. They're pretty, just kind of can't be scared of them. You got to put your wheel in there and pretend like they put on our, their shoes every morning like I do. So just kind of everybody's the same to me out there. Just go ride your dirt bike, you know? Everybody wakes up in the morning the same way. So uh, it, it's good to see that you have that approach. Um, only two main events this year, uh, indication like indication of your speed and that you've uh, been able to get into a main event, which this season, of all, all season, the uh, the competitiveness of the class seems more than ever. Uh, how do, how have you been able to overcome how like seem what seemingly a deeper class than last year? Yeah, no, definitely. Like coming in a one, I knew the field was going to be stacked, and uh, it's definitely stacked. Like you look at the list, I think between I think top 20 dudes 18 dudes or factory riders or have a ride and like yeah. when I was in the main event and I'm battling for 15th 16th spot and I have Josh Grant Michael Essie like all those guys and those are dudes that have all won races and been in the top spot like and I'm like looking around the pit board and I see 16th 17th spot I'm like dang but then I right in front of me there's Josh Grant that's won a race so I mean I'm not doing i'm in the main event battling with those guys so i mean it's it's an improvement every weekend for me the field stacks it's it's everything with the start i think this season for me like you get a good start a lot of times are pretty much the same with everybody and there's obviously a couple of tents here and there but you get a good start you should be able to run up front and get a transfer spot in the main event couldn't agree more it's one of those things where like i do the the fantasy motocross thing and uh um, I try and get the the field right every time, but you're always gonna you're always gonna miss on the certain guys that just happen to get a great start in a, in a semi or the LCQ, and uh, and even when I'm setting my lineup, like looking at it and honestly putting a guy like Josh Grant, who he's a factory guy, he's he's been on the the factory connection, he's been on factory Cowie, or I guess he was on the the uh, Jeff Ward Racing team, he's on factory Yamaha, and you're gonna put him in set 16th place, like like that just speaks volumes to to the depth of the field and to know that you're mixing it up with those guys when you get the opportunity to uh to make the main event uh is is a testament to your speed um seem seemingly kind of came out of nowhere how old are you like it just seems like you you went from no one knew who you are to boom i'm i'm here yeah no i'm 24 years old and uh like i think i've been doing it for like four or five years now but like yeah Nobody really knew who I was, kind of, because I kind of, along, before I was supposed to turn pro, like, I broke my hand completely off, like, when I say completely off, I have x-rays, like, my hand was literally off, and the, I went to two different doctors, and they want to amputate my hand, and, uh, then I finally found a doctor that didn't, and we kind of, they put an external fixator on it, and kind of made my hand normal again, and it wasn't going to be shorter, but then they, they made miracles happen, and they put my hand back on and it took me about a year, year and a half just to pick up a glass of water with my hand. And, uh, Holy crap. to overcome, yeah, to come overcome that was a big step in my program. Like it took a while to just figure out how to use, just move one of my fingers again. And kind of, that is a big step. And 
I, I've been hurt for a couple of years. That was like my season. I did only the cup rounds, broke my foot and my hand. But uh, but now hopefully just looking forward and no turning back with injuries. Hopefully that's part of the sport. No kidding. Uh, I can't help but uh, think that if uh, the folks over at Feld Entertainment uh, were to grab a hold of that particular story, they'd have no choice but then to feature you in uh, in some sort of one of like one of those like kind of behind the dreams sort of small little um, like little features that they have during the broadcast. Because uh, in my opinion, if, uh, if 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 an athlete like Vicky Golden deserves to have uh, her her story told that story in itself deserves some notoriety because like honestly that sounds like a terrible terrible injury and the fact that you were able to come back to the top level of the sport is uh nothing short of amazing man you should uh have a serious feather in your cap on that one yeah yeah no it was definitely definitely cool to look back on now and uh i mean my wrist now it's probably it's good i i mean full range of movement it doesn't hurt me at all but I probably got seventy percent feeling in my hand, like so. Like when it's cold out, it's it's really hard to like get it going. But uh, other than that, well it's, here. huh? You, you would not do well up here then. <laughs> oh no, dude! That land, I think it was like fourteen degrees. Like we did press day, and I gotta warm up that hand, dude. It gets a little cold. It's kind of hard to get it moving. But uh, yeah. other than that, like the injury, it's definitely it made me look at everything a lot different than after making that first main event. I think it was at Vegas. Like I'm like this is what I want to do. Like I've always wanted to do it, but it like hit me and running up with those guys, like, and I can do it. So then after that, I think a one, I came in and got 14th. It was last year. And like, after that, I just put my head down and just, just did all the laps I could do. And this year, just, I still have the speed. Obviously it shows in lap times and qualifying times. and just practicing those starts and just getting where I need to be. Right on. Uh, one of the questions I've always had uh, for for a privateer like yourself is, um, how does it work for uh, replacing parts on your motocross bike, uh, whether it be from sponsors? Um, like, do you get all of your stuff at the beginning of the year and hope that it lasts throughout the season, or uh, like, do you ever run out of things? And if so, what happens then? Yeah, no. Like this weekend, it's, we're trying to struggle to find cases because cases are on back order, but. Suzuki, like, at the races and, like, little stuff that we need, like, I'm thankful to them, like, RCA, so those guys step up and they'll help me out as much as they can, and, uh, we try to prepare best as possible, like, have some spare stuff, like, the fly guys over there, the TPJ, they have, they have some parts, like, that we need, like, right away, but we try to kind of stock up in the sense that, uh, whatever we're going to need, and hopefully we have it. Excellent. Uh, uh, what would be one of the uh, things that, like you particularly, like you're you're a big dude. Uh, what are you hard on on the motorcycle? Other than cases. Uh, <laughs> on my Hondas, I would uh, like after a while, like the like the subframes would break, and uh, those we try to have at least like a spare like spare with those. But Honda would step up and help me out with those. But I'm kind of I'm more than say. I'm pretty easy on the bike, like, with, with some of the equipment. Like, I'm just hard on the bike general. Like, I just figured, dude, ride it hard and kind of hard on the, all around on the bike. But mostly, like, wheels, I would say. We always got a backup set of wheels, so a bigger dude. And killing the whoops every 20 laps is not easy on them. No kidding. Uh, like, uh, so the TPJ rig, that that's who transports your bike. Once the bike's at the track, who's preparing it for you? Like, uh, are you 
red eye flying it out there to uh, to wrench on the thing before you go, or do you have someone that goes along and uh, makes sure the bike's on point? Yeah, no, I'm a mechanic. Uh, he goes all the rounds with me, and he's with me during the week. He works my bike, washes my bike, so that that that's a big help in my program. Like nice. my uh, team owner, three BR, the Lauren guy, he he helps out in DSC construction. They help out with everything like that. With they provide for a mechanic, they he goes to the races with me. Kind of so necessary since I don't got to worry about working on the bike. Like I'm hitting a triple, like oh, did I tighten this or that? Like I can jump on my bike and go. Like he's pretty good at that. Like he'll like this weekend he's going to put in the motor for me and make sure she's all dialed to go for Saturday. Beautiful. Um, so I got to ask, what's the very best part about racing Monster Energy Supercross? Monster Energy Supercross, man, I I love it just because the sense when I was I think. I think nine years old, I raced uh, um, the Junior Challenge, and uh, and ever since then, like I always looked up Jeremy McGrath and just being under the lights and Supercross. Cause I like more of the jumpy tracks and Supercross. I like outdoors too, but Supercross is there's nothing like it. Like you're under the lights, you got forty thousand fans watching you, and you get to ride your dirt bike. I mean, what's more fun than that? No joke. Uh, can you quickly throw it to commercial for us uh, so that we can get on with the rest of the questions? Yeah, no worries. This is Nick Schmidt, and uh, we're going to go to commercials, and you're on the Big MX Radio Show. All right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You two can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Make your way down to Westside Honda Polaris and check out the brand new Honda Grand. Honda's revolutionary 125cc fuel-injected mini-moto ultimate weapon. A must-see for all motocross enthusiasts. From the Grom to the usual suspects like the CBR600RR, CRF450R, Westside Honda Polaris of Selkirk, Manitoba has you covered. Check them out on the web at westsidehonda.ca. Call toll-free at one 482 7782. Boom! Westside! What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. So, what do you think of Rich Taylor? 
hand and stronger than steel. So what that means is it can move much faster. 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. So moving forward, uh, what what would you say, like, that's the best part about uh, Supercross is is just, like, the the lights, the the limelight uh, of being in that event. What would be your greatest struggle as a privateer racing Supercross? Uh, Getting to the races, like, flying to the races and... uh just getting the plane tickets every weekend and kind of just stuff like that. Like it's, it's a struggle every weekend like that, but I have a good bunch of people supporting me. So it makes it a lot easier. Excellent. So, uh, does, uh, like the, you're the person who's setting up your bike, you'd ride for three BR, uh, in conjunction with the, uh, the, the TPJ, um, is, is Rob Tapia putting that bike together, making sure that your suspension is dialed in or at least the motor, or is that involved in your program whatsoever? Yeah, no, not not whatsoever. Uh, powered okay. by Naveen. Yeah, he does my motors. And um, I have Dave Cruz Control. He does my suspension. And um, DSC Construction, they provide, like, they support me with, like, obviously, he funds me with a lot of other, like, motor parts and, like, buying and stuff like that. So it, it helps out a ton. Well, that's excellent. Uh, so you you've been a fly racing athlete for a number of years now what is your very favorite fly racing product that they have available um the new um hydrogen gear they just came out with like i love that stuff like it's uh it's a nice tight fit it's kind of like it fits really well on the legs and it's like it's not even wearing it that's probably my favorite flying gear that they have for sure no joke. Uh, so, as as being a uh, like, you're how how tall are you? What what's what are your measurements? How what, how what's your height and weight? Uh, six like six six one. Yeah. That way, like two hundred one ninety five. One ninety five to almost two hundred pounds uh, against guys like uh, Blake Baggett, who is five foot six, one hundred and thirty eight pounds. Um, how do you overcome that weight differential? Do you feel like uh, being a uh, a full sized guy hampers you out on the track, or is that something that you just uh, you chalk up as uh, every race is just a racer and uh, get the job done? Yeah, no, I, I think every race is every race is a race, get the job done, but. It definitely hurts me, like, 
Because I, I don't have the equipment they have, obviously, and the resources, mm-hmm. but uh, I make the best of it and uh, try not to worry about it too much. But obviously, like, when it comes to the suspension, their motors, like, it's obviously top of the line stuff. And I try not to think about it too much when I'm on the line because that's just another thing you worry about. So try to get over that. Absolute. Uh, so, like, you've got, not only do you have a mechanic that's helping you out, and you have the whole TPJ thing, but uh, you've got a, uh, a wonderful girlfriend that uh, comes to you with pretty much all the races. She's there in your corner. Uh, tell us a little bit about Valerie. Yeah, no, Valerie, she helps out my program a lot. Like, I don't have to worry about too much at the races. And during the week, she she preps my meals and get everything going. So it's, it's nice lot. So I don't have to worry about it. She keeps doing, like, the the good part so she goes to the gym with me and she's got my back 100% so it's nice to have her at the races and it's good excellent uh, so Fly Racing obviously they sponsored this show they're a sponsor of yours but uh, who was the first ever real sponsor that you had uh, riding dirt bikes whether it be back when you were at the, the, the KJSC or coming up through the ranks first sponsor ever I think it was the trailer the track called MXGP back in Monroe, Washington and they uh they sponsored me when I was just a little guy and ever since then I think I want to say No Fear was like my first like big sponsor when I was a little kid and I was so stoked to be a part of the gear just to get free gear and free No Fear stuff I was stoked oh no doubt that would have been kind of like oh five years ish yeah yeah, that, like, like that, that, yeah. The, the teal, black, and, and yellow stuff that uh, Millsaps were born. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, sweet, man. Uh, Cool, yeah, never never had a, a sponsor quite like that growing up, so I always like to hear uh, about, like, everyone's got their, their story, that, that first company that uh, took a chance on them. Um, everyone's got their way of getting ready for the races, and uh, you, it is hard to find a, a picture uh, of you without your headphones on. Uh, so I gotta think that listening to music is a big part of how you get psyched for the race. It's a good way for you to get in the zone. Uh, not only is what kind of music is coming into those headphones and into uh, getting you in the zone, but uh, what's your headphone of choice? So first of all, with your music. Uh, I kind of listen to everything, but mostly like like rock, rap, hip hop stuff like that to get me going and the blood pumping. So mostly kind of like R and B, rap, hip hop stuff. Fair enough. Uh, do you have, uh, is there any peers of yours that have ever made a rap song that you listen to? I made a rap song about me? Or no, just, uh, just is there any of your peers that have uh, have made a rap song that you may or may not listen to in your headphones? Uh, no, I kind of listen to everything. Like, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I listen about everything. Fair enough. Uh, and as far as like those headphones that are on your head, what uh, what do you prefer? And, and if someone, if one of the kids is listening to uh, the the podcast, what can you um, suggest for a set of headphones to wear? Like the littler ones, I definitely listen to. Uh, have the Skull Candy ones, and yeah. like the bigger the bigger version, I'd say the, the Beats. Like those are awesome headphones. Beats by Drake. Sound Keep everything on the good. outside. Just get into your music and uh, get get in the zone to do your stuff uh did the very same thing with uh, with a lot of the sports in fact quick story um when i used to compete in freestyle skiing i used to ski i competed in uh uh pipe and um i was at a competition they wouldn't let us wear our music while we uh competed because we would kind of so if they had to revive us or you crash or whatever they like you'd have music in 
So uh, yeah. I was all bummed because I was like, I listened to one particular song during my pipe run because it was kind of had a nice flow to it. And uh, sure as shit, my, uh, my coach went to the DJ that was playing the music during the competition. It was at night in Calgary, uh, Canada, and they put my song on during my run and I was over the moon. It's, uh, music is a great connection. Uh, it's time for the, the Big MX Radio 5 questions. Are you ready for it? Yep. Who was your very favorite rider growing up? Um, Jeremy McGrath. I just don't know if it was the color of the bike or he was out front or whatever it was, but I just remember that, like, him just ripping Supercross. And I was little kind of like, dude, I want to be on the TV one day doing that or even close to being like him. So I'd say Jeremy McGrath. All right. I won't tell Larry Ward you said that. <laughs> um, what, uh, what, who's the best rider, uh, that you've assassinated at Milestone? Oh, you're going to put me on a spot like that. Yeah, buddy. I don't know, dude. Jake Wyman. I mean, everybody has their days, but I don't know. There's, there's been some good guys. I don't want to say too many names just to throw them out there. I don't want to have, have like a radar on my back, but, um, there's, there's a bunch of guys like Tom Maxson out there and, Around the same times, and it's kind of hard to say. We don't really go head to head out there in practicing, but I don't know. It's a tough one. The battle of the sp- stopwatch is a tricky one, but uh, I gotta say, when I was there last winter, uh, you were hunting down Jake Weimer out there on the track, and uh, I-, I swear to God, man, when I walked by him, he was in his pit, and he looked like he had lost his dog. <laughs> <laughs> it might but, happen. I don't know. What was your very first Supercross race that you attended? Hmm. I think it was like four years ago. Anaheim won, like right after my injury, and I didn't have any expectations. Just came in, and uh, I think it was, I just made the night show, and that's all I can remember from there. But at least I got in, and I was stoked. So excellent. What's the the weirdest thing about your particular bike setup? Where it be personal preference? Anyone that jumps on your bike is like, how do you ride with your bike like this? My suspension, probably for sure. Okay. It's Why? ridiculously stiff. Like people ride and like, dude, how do you ride this? Like, I can't even move the suspension. But I'm a bigger guy, obviously, but I like my stuff super stiff. Hmm. Like, how does that work to your advantage out there on the track? Um, I like it a lot. Like you can just charge through stuff, and I'm not saying even actually the faster I've been getting, the stiffer the suspension has gotten. So. I like it stiff. Maybe like my outdoor stuff pretty stiff. Oh, fair enough. Uh, now, a couple of weeks ago, I was I was hoping to have you on right after you had been leading that semi, but uh, nevertheless, we had you on the very next week. Uh, and uh, I happened to, d- to notice that uh, Chad Reed decided to do a big old knack-knack uh, right in front of you after taking the checkered flag in the semi in Dallas. Um, if, if you were to win either a semi or a heat race, uh, what kind of trick would you throw? Dude, I probably wouldn't even throw a trick, to be honest. I'd be too scared of ball. But just, um, just a big old fist pump. Yeah, probably a fist pump, man. But maybe not even that. Cause I'd be so shocked that I just won. But knowing that, yeah, I'd probably I'd just be ecstatic. I don't even know what to do. That's right on, man. Well, you know dream what? Come uh, true. Sorry. Oh, I said dream come true. Dream come true. Uh, so, like. First of all, gotta thank you for taking some time. Uh, I wanted to uh, get you on the on the show tonight 
to uh, discuss uh, just your season so far and, and get my fans to get to know you a little bit. And I think we achieved that. Uh, are there some sponsors that you can think of that uh, you'd like to thank? And uh, we'll shut her down. Yeah, no, I would like to thank, obviously, my uh, mom, dad, grandpa, my girlfriend, Signe Honey, and everybody that's got me at this point, like Team 3DR, obviously BFD Construction, they helped out a ton of my program, Milestone MX, Powered by Naveen, um, Dave Cruz Controls, Brad Wheels, TPJ, Fly Racing, and uh, anybody else I forgot, thanks a lot, appreciate it. Excellent, man. You've been uh, you've been a great guest. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll have you on the show once again, and best of luck to oh, you yeah, definitely. in uh, in Atlanta, man. You uh, you're a great interview. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at bigmxradio.com for more content.